Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club Podcast. My name is Chris, and as always, I'm joined by uh, Alberto and Jim. How's it going, guys? Good, sir. How are you? Doing pretty well. It's been a crazy week as always, but uh, it's uh, always good to get to hang out with uh, you guys. We'll probably talk about our adventures with the Blaco uh, here in a, few, <laughs> in a in a few minutes, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's been uh, quite the last week. So absolutely. Uh, uh, a fun, fun time. Um, Alberto, how about you? Well, not that you guys would know this, but uh, when you got about low to mid 70s and very high humidity, it is the absolute worst weather to try to be painting cars in. And uh, I forget exactly which member told me this once, but for someone who quit painting cars, I sure am painting a lot of cars lately. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I didn't I didn't mention that, but uh, that that's very much true. Uh, yeah, that's very much true. Uh, well, um, yeah, and, and it, today was absolutely gorgeous with um, nice 70, uh, 70 plus degree. I had to turn on the AC here at the house, which is, you know, wonderful. Uh, so, um, yeah, so what's what's new in the, the keto world? We've got some announcements or some some developments in the, the recent uh, the recent days in the group, right? Well, uh, I'm going to let you lead the charge on that one, man. It's just been crazy in the keto man club. It has been. We um we we are posting uh about going uh, over thirty two hundred today, uh, which is going to be awesome. And uh, then we also have uh, uh our t shirt sales. We we got our goal, so the the our first swag is going to happen by the time this airs. They, I don't know how fast they'll be printed, but we'll be on the way to getting them out in people's hands, which will be awesome. Uh, are you guys, by the way, since you're they're coming from Texas, are you guys going to like autograph each one and you know <laughs> put like that you know the print that one of five hundred kind of thing and tag each one or anything? Um, There's a black T-shirt, and we will both autograph it with a love letter in black. So just yes, very yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exi- That's it exactly. That's it exactly. Um, <laughs> as long as there are not are not holes cut out in a certain spot, and you haven't listened to the previous show for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that. None of that. Um, yeah, so it, it's exciting times in the, the, the Keto Man's Club space. We've had um, the beginners group open now for a couple weeks and people are flooding in and uh, we're seeing more and more people uh, finding us. Uh, Gourmet just aired his uh, episode with, with us three hosts on it on the uh, Fat Guy Forum. And so we're we're seeing a lot of growth from that. Really, really exciting times. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see how this is the right way. And we talked about this on Gourmet's podcast. This is the right way, in my opinion, of how social media works. Mm-hmm. And you know, helping each other be supportive. And even though you don't know people face to face or anything, hearing the stories and being a positive uh, influence or commenter or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. So big shout out to Mike Gorman for letting us be on his show. It was fun and. We had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of interest in our groups since that uh, was released or in early January. Yep, absolutely. And so we, we've yeah we've seen some phenomenal growth all the way around. We're seeing lots of great posts uh, in both groups, um, at both at a beginner level, which is expected in a beginner's group, but also in the the main group. Seeing lots of good, interesting questions. Any any highlighted ones that we might want to talk about? I'm, I'm blanking out on them right now. Oh, too many. <laughs> yeah, too many. Yeah, that's yeah, probably the better many. way of saying it. Too many. Uh, well, let's dive into shout outs and, uh, and whatnot. We do have a guest this week for our listeners, and, and we're excited to get to talk to Rob here in a few moments. He is waiting patiently in the side, uh, you know, in the wings. So uh, we'll pull him in in a bit and dig into his story. But um, let's uh, shout out a few other people here. Alberto, lead the charge for us. I'm going to have to go with uh, Corey Jones, who uh, posted a 
uh, a very well edited, overproduced video of him doing 50 push-ups. Starts out with a little motivational speech to himself in his car about how I had joked about uh, telling him to do 50 push-ups since he decided to hop back on and, and join and get active in the group again. And it's like a three and a half minute video, and uh, it was very well done, and I appreciated it. It made my day. I asked him to send it to me uh, via messenger so I could post it in the beginners group, and and uh, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Jim? Um, so mine has positive and negative tied to it, um, but the neg- it's, it's a humorous type thing, I guess. Um, so this is a shout out. I'm not going to give this person's last name because I don't want anybody to track this guy down, and it's not me. But this guy's name is Jim also, and he just joined uh, the Keto Man's Club. And his first post, I'm just going to read it verbatim what he shared. So my divorce is tomorrow. Decided to treat myself to five guys tonight because the lettuce wrap bacon burgers are more loyal than my wife ever was. Dot, dot, dot. And the woman behind the counter says, quote, I put an extra patty and bacon on your burger. Hope you don't mind. It's the little things. So, (laughs) you know, I don't don't wish divorce or sadness on anybody. And I don't know Jim at all. But, um, you know, you got to find a little bit of humor in the situation. And. It's very nice to see in just the one hour that that comment has been live, um, more than a dozen uh, positive comments, again, from different members of the group, um, encouraging the, the guy in multiple ways. And one even said, hey, go get the lady at uh, Five Guys number. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a couple different people that said, hey, go put a ring on her before you <laughs> before she you know, gets away. Uh, somebody who knows how to do bacon and burgers really well, that deserves at least a second date. It's not yeah, yeah. No, I, so, I think that passes. That yeah, passes. So that's my shout out. Very cool. I am going to shout out some of the people who have jumped in and really taken the lead in helping our beginners group uh, really uh, have the answers that they need. Uh, Brett Stapley, has, he was actually one of the driving forces that helped us pull the trigger on it. He left that voicemail for us that we listened to a few episodes back and uh, really... Um, you know, that was kind of the confirmation that the people in the group wanted to help, wanted to create something. And so uh, shout out to him. Uh, Big Yogi Parker has jumped in, has been throwing all sorts of tips and tricks out there. He is always out there to lend a hand. And then Bernie Drunk- uh, Druckmann, who has been on the podcast, he um, he's jumped in and been a, a great help for sure. Uh, posting his uh, stuff, answering questions, um, encouraging. We've had some really great interactions all the way around, but uh, those guys definitely stand out. And to all the other people that are pitching in uh, from the main group that are helping out in the beginners group, kudos on all of you guys. You're, you're making an impact. It's relatively small. We're at about 150 members still, but um, it's uh, that's a very good start for only being a two week old group. Pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's uh, go into our guest here. Alberto, why don't you go ahead and um, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Rob, and then we'll kind of dive in deep. Well, I uh, only know him through actually a lot of interaction in, in a different keto group. And uh, I don't think we've had a, a triathlete on on the podcast before. So, uh, I mean, just, just seeing his posts and a you know, this guy's workouts are, are pretty incredible. So I thought it'd be kind of a cool conversation to to hear his story, see where he came from and listen to his, uh, I won't even call them gym shenanigans because they're just overall athletic shenanigans. Yep, absolutely. Well, Rob, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. So uh, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Give give us some some real basic stuff, um, including maybe uh, the the arc of your health journey up to, but not really into your keto stuff. Well, I've been married to my awesome, lovely wife for 15 years, a little over 15 years. Um, I was in shape back, you know, when I was in my younger twenties, got hurt back, a whole bunch of horrible stuff with my back. Uh, so that kind of put a damper on things. I also uh, got uh, most with Graves' disease about, oh gosh, five years ago. Uh, don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a hyperthyroidism. So I guess my engine would uh, be redlining. So instead of my, 
metabolism slowing down, it speed up, mm. but then the medication makes you slow down. So the side effect is you gain a lot of weight. Mm. So I went from, I don't know, uh, two thirty ish roughly to three ten within about a year, year and a half. So, uh, that, that was a lot of weight. Uh, uh, some other, you know, so I had some other inflammatory disease with my knee. I for, quite honestly, I forgot what it, what it's called because I just didn't pay attention to it. Uh, so, uh, what got me? So, like, I was pretty active in my twenties. Uh, you know, definitely not an athlete by any stretch of the imagination. Physical job. Uh. Did a couple of years in the military, threw garbage, you know, always physical jobs. And then I got uh, hurt back, Graves' disease. And uh, that pretty much was where I was before I started keto, 310. And couldn't even walk up the stairs fast without losing my breath. Yeah. Wow. That that's a lot, and, and and give us a little bit of background, height, um, what you you kind of ran before all of this started, weight wise, and then um, like uh, if you're willing to share your age and 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 scope on when all of this went down. Um, I uh, I forget what how old I was when I got Grace. I'm I'm gonna guess about thirty five ish. I'm forty now. Um, I'm, you said height, uh, I'm average five ten. Okay. Pretty, pretty big build naturally wide shouldered. Uh, definitely not, uh, uh, person even in when I'm in shape. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was generally like, I was in really rough shape. Uh, you know, uh, the graves, uh, like I had, uh, like uh, heart issues. My heart, like 110. Walking just down the street, it would jump up to 200, but that <clears> was fixed with medication. So, like, it, it was like I was walking heart attack, basically. Mm. That needed to eat insane amount of food because my body was burning itself out. Um. To give you an example, on my birthday, I ate, I ate like a large pizza, Claire's, you know, junk food. I ate probably two, three pounds, four pounds of food, and I still lost weight. But it was because my body was burning itself out. Is Graves' so. disease, is how, how do you, is that a genetic condition? Is it something that develops later in life? And how do you, how do, how did they come to Graves' disease as your diagnosis? Um, it was quite scary. I was actually uh, up north, far up north in Canada, like no cell phone reception at a fishing hunting camp. Uh, and I was, believe it or not, I was trying to get into shape by biking and doing very small triathlons, but surviving, like I was the slowest, everything. Like I was no way should be doing that. But, uh, I went for a bike ride, got like five messages saying get to the ER because I went for a physical and uh, the test review, uh, review, uh, revealed uh, uh, hyperthyroidism and then went for a whole battery of tests. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, Graves is not very common for men to have kind of a weird, weird diagnosis. And I was like, get to the hospital now kind of emergency. Oh my gosh. So yeah, got put on a bunch of drugs. It got calmed down, but, uh, you know, I was only given about a 25% chance of coming out with my thyroid still intact. So does anybody else in your it, family, Rob, have similar issues or anything like that? No, no. Uh, my grandma has hypo, 
thyroidism, but that's common for older people to have. But uh, no, no, this was blue. It, I asked what caused it. She said it could have been a gene that activated. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. There's not a definitive answer. So does this uh, require uh, like lifelong medication? Are you able to manage it? How does it? I, I mean, I, I also know nothing about this. That's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm I'm stopping at the story uh, at keto, but uh, I I started to respond lightly with medication, but it took years to get the positive benefit. But it was getting to the point where my doctor was like, "We're gonna." take your thyroid away via radiation or surgery. Um, but then keto stepped in. Um, I got a lot of flack from other uh, boards, but I don't know, because Graves and keto started, they went together. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that yet. or Yeah, you're, you're totally fine, Rob. That, that's a, a natural <clears throat> okay. a, a natural segue. It, it, you, you're, you're doing good. Okay. Um, so... My wife actually discovered keto. I knew nothing about it. Uh, my wife done a lot of diets like most people, you know, lose weight, gain it back, lose weight. Um, and she said, hey, you know, let's do this keto thing. I've read a lot, heard a lot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm 310 pounds. I need to lose weight. I'll do it too, but I won't be as fanatical as you. That's like my exact word. Uh, yeah, it turned out that I was more fanatical than her. So uh, so I went for my dot blood work, and they're like, oh, your liver's acting funny. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I started keto. I didn't tell that part. I just said, oh, okay. Went for another test. Within two months, my hormone levels became normal. Mm-hmm. Like it. Uh, I was going through the keto flu in an adaptation when the first blood work came in. So that's what I figured that was. And then, um, within three, four months, I was off all my medication. My doctor was like, I've never had a patient actually leave my office lighter than when they came in. Cause side effect of all the drugs is you gain weight, uh, and a lot of weight. And I was walking out, I think, about 10 pounds lighter than when I came in. And she's like, you're, okay, I can't officially say cured because it's an autoimmune disease. It could come back. But uh, she said, you'll probably never see me again. few lucky ones to have this happen. And I'm using lucky in air quotations because. Uh, that for uh, Graves is not diet. It's all medication. And when I mentioned keto and Graves, I got roasted. They didn't like my uh, answer. But if they don't like the truth, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I like that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it, it, so at this point, your your man. How long ago was that that you found keto and and got that you know basic that basic response of you may never have to see me. Uh, August first of twenty eighteen is when I started keto. Uh, was the official date, and I think it was by September or October of that year. Uh, I think that was when I had my last appointment or second last when they said hey you're you're good to go you know you don't need your medications you don't need see me anymore and got discharged so uh, that's just phenomenal that's just phenomenal um alberto knows a little bit about this as you probably have heard and seen his story before in the group so i'm sure that you're aware this this thing of, of no longer needing drugs for this autoimmune disease that's supposed to completely be a diagnosis of drugs for forever that's just it's so amazing to me that that we can heal ourselves using food um ali miller is a huge uh advocate for uh, food as medicine and i 
you know, I can't say I agree 100% with everything that she puts out there, but honestly, that idea that if you put good stuff in your body, the things that your body needs, it will and can heal itself is such a, uh, an important lesson that so many people need to learn. So it's awesome to get to hear you talk about that and see um, those results. So, Oh, sorry. My uh, wife was type two diabetic um, and she's not anymore. She's off all medications related to type two. The doctor's amazed. She's healing herself too via doing this too. Wow. So I just better. thought I'd throw that in. So let me uh, let me ask you a question. Just uh, just coming from the autoimmune side of things, uh, did you have to modify uh, your your version of keto at all to to make it work for you, or was it as long as you eat keto, uh, your typical you know high fat low carb, it, you found it you're good to go? Yeah, I just I just did the typical. Keto, I didn't adjust anything because, I mean, I ate no grains. Um, you know, I ate, you know, high fat, low carb, moderate protein, kept track more. I didn't even fast. I didn't even really start fasting until uh, a few months in, like maybe like three, four months in. So, like, yeah, it just, I need to alter anything. Sorry, except drinking a lot more water being inflamed that long. It's not a pretty sight. Okay, so uh, let's, you know, other than uh, health related, how's life changed? Obviously, it sounds like you have uh, tried some things that you hadn't been trying before and all of that. Yeah, so uh, um, I, you know, Sorry, Keo. I got around uh, actually almost a year from now uh, in March. It's like I I tried triathlon, but I was under shape. I I like I was totally shouldn't have done anything. I'm so out of shape and didn't know what I was doing. But I always, as a kid, wanted to do triathlons. Back uh, when I seen uh, the Hoyt family back in the 80s, early 90s, compete. Uh, I'll let you look up. It's a father-son, son with uh, special needs and needs to be pushed around and all that. Huge inspirational. Yeah, I've seen uh, him. I, I've seen him online before. Uh, his his son is in the wheelchair and he's, he pushes his son through all the different yeah. uh, races. That's, that's an amazing inspiration for anyone. Yeah, I've I seen that. Oh, gosh. When I was a kid, it was on the news, and I was like, I want to do that. But And then 20 years later, here or 30 years, here I am. Uh, so I started, I've always wanted to be in shape. So I, my wife's, and my wife's suggestion is, why don't you take up triathlon? You like the little bit you did. I wasn't good at it by any stretch of the means. I came in last place. Uh, I liked it. So started of... March of last year, I signed up to a tri group uh, to learn. Like I couldn't, to give you an example, in March I couldn't swim 150 meters. My running pace was over seven minutes a kilometer, and maybe ten kilometers felt like forever, and I was totally out of shape. Like it was like pulling teeth, and then within. March, April, May, June, three and a half months. I came in third of my first triathlon, which was a short one, but think of it, I was 110, or sorry, 310 pounds, like not even a year before. And I ran a fast race. It's all about speed, not technique. And I came in third. So I was this out of shape, uh, seeing people who can run fast and I beat most of them, which is, I don't know how maybe. So yeah, that was a big accomplishment. My, even my coaches won't let me put that uh, win. They keep on reminding me. So, and then from there, uh, I just did bigger, longer races or finished on the podium, but I guess just enjoyed it. Well, I'm trying with all these changes and everything. I mean, 
one of the things that we hear a lot about in the group is how it impacts your relationships, not just with immediate family, like friends, coworkers, and things like that. So going from that, you know, 210, 230, wherever you were up to the 310 weight wise, and then the diagnosis with the grades and everything, and then getting on ketone and whatnot. I mean, you've gone through some fairly extensive physical transformations and challenges. Were people were people good with you losing weight and getting back in shape or were like, Oh, you, you've got this and this and you need to be careful and you know, don't do anything too crazy kind of thing. What were people's reactions when they were seeing you evolve in that time period? You know, people have never really, I had a couple like, Oh, you're doing keto. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just say, so it's better for me to be, lazy and die early um but as you know i kind of say what i want to say and pretty much everybody was just high-fiving me and inspired you know like they're like holy cow you've you were this now you're this Mm -hmm. um so like besides the occasional comment no everybody's been like cheering me on because they've seen where i was and they see where I am and where I'm going. So it was. So you yeah. had some good feedback I, I, and, and support. That's good. Are you? Yeah, you know, about 95%. Good. Well, we won't talk about the other five then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, with the, with um, the Graves disease and everything and with keto also, I mean, obviously you're part of the keto men's club and everything. Did you ever look at, um, on like social media for like support groups or people who were living with Graves' disease as well, because I want to kind of take it from there too. Are any of has any of them have you shared your success with keto and how it's impacted you and maybe seen that happen for others? Yeah, um, I think I got banned from one because I mentioned <laughs> keto. Um, so, see, you are and then one, in our group now because you spoke the truth and you got banned for it. So, you're okay, brother. Uh, uh, another person, uh, the only negative person I'm going to talk to, I forget who they were. And quite, um, They were like, you should ignore your doctor's orders and go back on medication because no way you could fix of what you did. Like, I couldn't have done better. And needless to say, when the moderators and all that started to agree with them. I, I kind of left the group and didn't want to hear them anymore. So I tried to say, Hey, you know, check, you know, do the diet and, or look into it and see, but they, if anybody was receptive, they were quiet. It was pretty much all negative. Hmm. So, but I mean, now, my inner circle and Facebook world, like friends lists and family, now they see the transformation and then, and they don't have grades, but like people with diabetes and other autoimmunes have said, hey, you know what? If it worked for you, it's going to work for me. Right. Right. Well, good. Good. So uh, let's, let's go a little bit more into, you said, uh, triathlons and then bigger triathlons so so take us through what first of all start as if no one knows what a triathlon is and then uh i guess the different uh, sizes or distances or um, i guess however they're categorized you would obviously know better than me yeah uh so there's anywhere from a super sprint distance which is 400 meter swim 10k bike and two and a half k run uh, that's where I placed third. It's all about speed and not insurance. It's a fast pace. Then you got the sprint, which is 750 meters swim, uh, 20K bike or 30K, depending on the race, and 5 to 7K run. Olympic is 1.5K swim, uh, 40K bike, a run. Half Ironman is 2K swim or 1.9K swim, uh, 90K bike, and a half marathon, and then full is just double that. So I've done 
Olympic and less. So I've done, you know, the one and a half K and swim and 40 K bike and 10 K run. Uh, and this year I'm doing a, two half Ironmans. So, uh, so those are the distances also like ultra Ironmans, but that's, that doesn't interest me. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it starts off with the swim. Then you like without a break, you jump on your bike and then you go for your bike. And then without a break, you go on to your run and up to a half Ironman, you have up to like eight hours to do it. It could take one eight hours to finish that. So when you did your Olympic, how long did it take you? Uh, I actually hit my goal of three hours uh, to wow. do it. I was faster on the bike. That's my strong suit. I was average on my swim. And the run was slower. Um, it was on gravel. And I, for the first half, I was crying like a little girl because it was a lot harder than I thought. But the last the last half, I uh, went faster. I was also, like, had some kind of pain in my leg. I didn't know what it was, but it went away. I think I was just low on salt. But, yeah, three hours is about an average time. Try and knock uh, 30 minutes off my next race. I don't want to be average. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a goal. So some, so, so some of your uh, your training, like, uh, do, uh, do you break it up by days? Do you have, like, swimming days, biking days, running days, or do you do all three in a day? Or how, how does the training get broken up? That's very good question. Uh, uh, the for now until I can go outside. Uh, I'm up here in Canada, so it's it's winter for quite a few more. Months. I don't get any heat to, unless if it's indoors. So like, I do break everything up. Like today was uh, uh, today was uh, interval bike day, so I spent an hour on the bike practicing climbing hills. So just really high gear and low cadence. And then did uh, some strength training. Yesterday was, uh, I did interval running and then strength training and core. Tomorrow I'll probably jog about, I'm going to aim for about 15K. And then Friday swim, Saturday run and bike or bike and then run right after. That's called a brick workout. When you go from the bike and without a break, you jump on a treadmill and you run to simulate a race. And then Sunday, I'll probably do some more biking and then another hour and a half of swim. So I'll probably do about 10 to training this week. Do you ever take a rest day? <laughs> uh, Monday. 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 I, I don't work out on Mondays. Until the summer, and then I change things up. So, yeah, you definitely need rest days to absorb all the training or you're going to get hurt. So, what's an average day of eating look like for you? Obviously, if you're working out that much on so much, uh, so many days, you can't be eating a small amount of food, I would imagine. <laughs> Our poor food budget. Uh, uh, I'm probably not eating as much as I should be f this month. I'm also just wrapping up from taking two weeks or three weeks off um, just because of Christmas. Uh, I try to average anywhere from four to three to 4,000 calories on most days. And then when we have uh, workout days in our tri groups, where some days we like, train for seven hours straight and then i literally cannot eat enough like mm -hmm. last mega day i took in six thousand calories and i was if you discounted all the workouts i only came up with like a thousand calories so i was like i physically couldn't eat anymore like you guys would have like if i posted all my food you guys would drool all over it well, yeah, Alber like Alberto might not because that's kind of how he lives. <laughs> uh, but but me and Jim, we definitely would. Yes. 
Oh, like, oh, what, what did I eat that day? Uh, at least one avocado, I think two, two pounds of grass-fed uh, ground beef, a steak, four eggs, and a whole lot of bacon, uh, and then some racy nutrition like uh, nut butters and uh, fat bombs and all that. I got to got to get that fat and to to fuel that that body. You're you're doing a major oh. major work there. Oh, it, it, watch out people who are carb based doing all this training. Uh like this was the longest training. I think it was seven and a half hours of nonstop, and everybody else was cramping and bonking, and here I am with you know minimal nutrition. You know, just a couple of nut butters and mm-hmm. some bacon, uh, and I think. I had a couple pieces of steak and I'm out last and everybody was cramping up, but I'm just taking my electrolytes and yeah, they were fast at the beginning, but I passed everybody uh, <laughs> in halfway point and beyond. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Agreed. I was actually exa- just going to ask you about the, the idea of a lot of endurance athletes. They say, Oh, you can't do that on fat. You're going to bonk. You're going to crash. You can't utilize enough energy. And I, I know from listening to the experts on podcasts like Ketogenic Athlete and things like that, the truth is that's once adapted, that's totally wrong. When, you, when you're still adapting, yes, you're absolutely not going to be able to, to generate enough energy. What what has that been like? Uh, has, have people in the, the, the group kind of said, okay, how did you just do that? What, what's that? What's the response been in the community? I've had a few people go, Oh, you need to eat more carbs. What are you going to do? And I say, I'll just let it rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I don't get into the whole science with them. Uh, so like, uh, I just say, actually a lot of, let's call the uh, founding fathers of triathlon, the, the pinnacle like gurus like uh, Dave Scott and Mark Allen and all that are all saying, yeah, we screwed up by telling people you got to eat carbs. It, the fuel's fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, most triathletes, especially even the Kona winners, uh, like the German athletes pretty much eat keto. Uh, they take in some carbs, but I mean, you're working out, you know, nine hours you know, so like two a hundred grams of carbs to them is nothing. Uh, so, but I, I I just say, you know, low and slow. Like they they say you got to be a diesel engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what fat is. It's a nice burning oil. It's clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean they're not going keto but they don't they respect it and they see they even go your progress is better than we've seen other people they keep on looking at me like holy cow what are you doing it's like you see when we meet up i just eat eggs and steak you know and bacon you see what i do well and that's that's all you can do is live it out and what's what you found works for you uh, now, the the other thing that's so funny to me about a lot of triathletes that I've seen is they are so skinny. They're just tiny sticks. And I think they have been doing carbs so much, and, but doing so in deficit usually so much. They've not actually put those fuels into their body to be able to do it. Do you find that you're in the same uh are you at this point, do you, do you see yourself as super lean or do you have some, you know, fat stores still hanging around that you end up feeling, uh, fuels you whenever you're doing those long, uh, long races? Um, I'm still, I still got a few extra pounds of, uh, fat on me. I'm never going to be a skinny person. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm a lot skinnier than I thought I would be. I went from uh, 44, 42 waist down to 32, 34 waist, depending on the brand. Uh, double, triple X or large shirt to large. Uh, I can't get any smaller shirts because my shoulders are just too big. 
Um, uh, like I'm always going to be what's called a Clydesdale athlete over 190 pounds. Um, I find for the long distance, it helps me so much. Like, uh, I recover faster. Um, like some people are like, Oh my, I ate like three gels in that training session. I'm like, Oh, I didn't need anything. I just a bottle of electrolyte and I'm good. Want to go for a run? It's like, no, it's, uh, insanely high intensity. Uh, it feels like, like I've never bonked. I've, you know, if I take my electrolytes in the right time amount, it feels like I can go forever. Uh, and a lot of athletes who are doing better, especially fat adapted ones, are actually looking a little bit than the average per average skinny toothpick. The a lot of triathletes are giving up the whole carb only fuel. All right. So here's the thing I wanted to ask, Rob, with all these changes that you've done physically from the weight gain to Graves disease to getting back in shape and triathlon and everything. I mean, is, do you feel like your body has been able to accept all of that? Because a lot of times when people go through these transformations up and down and whatnot, I mean, it can it can kind of be a tough adapt physical adaption. So do you feel solid do you feel like i mean obviously you're doing all this stuff but do you really feel like you are just rocking and rolling as best that you can be um i have good days and bad days like most people sure. uh to be honest it's it's more mental like i physically i up in the mirror excluding all the loose skin i have which i hate uh and it's slowly going away you got to pay the price, right? Uh, it, it's more mental. It's like I still have, uh, what did my wife say, say fat head sometimes? You know, I still think I'm fat. You know, like I still think sometimes I'm 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh, wow, you could have never been fat. It's like, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> it's like, you're, you're in shape, man. You look great. It's like, no, I, 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 I was this. Yeah, well, they don't see what was. They only see what is. So I still live in the past sometimes of thinking I'm still over. But, you know, it, it's, I think, uh, you know, I it still baffles me that I fit in a t-shirt, whereas a 3X was just comfortable a year and a half ago. You know, yeah, I mean, it sucks, it sucks buying. I need to spend a lot of money on clothes, but <laughs> but uh, that can be fun, though. It, it that can be fun, it, yeah. Goodwill, lots of trips to yes. Goodwill, yep. <laughs> uh, but it, it's mainly mental. It's, I, I have to say, the biggest problems are mental, like that's a lot of weight I lost, like about a hundred pounds. Um, and then, um, an athlete for crying out loud, I've, I've never had my name associated with being athletic. So that's kind of, uh, didn't, I didn't expect it. If you said four years ago, I'd be doing this. I'd say you're crazy. Well, then what we're going to have to do is get you to KetoCon this year. And Mm. then you just have this persona of, I've been a freaking rock star for close to 40 years or whatever it is. And just you know, live the dream for a couple of days and just be that guy the whole time kind of thing. (laughs) We'd love to have you you down. I I love sharing my story. I I mean, you guys have a bigger audience than I have, but I I love the messages saying, hey, I'm doing keto. I'm getting in shape. I've seen you before and now. And, you know, I could do it. I need to do it. You know, I got diagnosed with diabetes. Uh, you know, I want to live longer. I don't want to be like at a coworker saying, I'm going to try triathlon because I see all your posts. So it's, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, my mentor, you know, told me once, always add value to people. 
always try to leave a better impression. So I'd rather, you know, if I only meet person once, if I can make them feel a little better or give them hope, I'm all for that. I want to ask you one more quick thing here, Rob. Um, when, with the triathlon, the the running and the biking and swimming, what if somebody were wanting to do that? And you know how you, we all know those people. I've been one of them at different part, parts of my life. We're like, I'm going to go all in. And then three days later, it's like, hey, see ya. Peace out kind of thing. Where would you where would you suggest somebody starting with? Would you tell somebody to do a mix of running, swimming, biking? Would you tell somebody, hey, get the swimming down first, then you focus on the biking or whatever? I mean, how what was your process of getting into that triathlon conditioning? Well, the first thing uh is join a tri club. They're so cheap. They're so numerous. It's a good community. It, that helps with the mental aspect because I couldn't be anywhere. Like I couldn't do or set the goals without the coaches I have. And like, you know, $50, like I pay 50 bucks for uh, three months of coaching at my tri club uh-huh. with people who are like really good. And that, but for me, the biggest mental block is the swimming. Cause you know, we all swam in pools or lakes where we're touching bottom, like one and a half kilometers. The furthest I've ever swam was two and a half kilometers straight. Well, yeah, straight nonstop out in a lake. So you're yet to get over that fear of being in the open water because we all can get a bike and pretty much learn or know how to bike and then run. Uh, you know, you could start running, get some tips, but uh, swimming, even though it's the smallest part, I think the whole race, mentally, it's the biggest and toughest part. Because if you panic, you can get your heart rate up and be stressed out for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and then you work, like, don't invest any money, don't buy anything until you know you want to do it, because it's dang expensive sport. <laughs> the, the, the bikes, the, the bikes that you you ride and things like that are similar to the same type of bikes that they're using at like the Tour de France, right? Oh yeah, but I think they're okay. I don't know the Tour de France bikes, but mm-hmm. uh, to give you an example, entry level, advanced, more advanced bike that I fit in. Uh, I didn't pay this for my bike. I my I got mine second hand. But would be six to eight grand Canadian just for an entry level good decent bike. And you could spend up to thirty grand on a triathlon bike. Crazy. So we could at least mm-hmm. supply you with like a keto man's club bumper sticker that you could put on your bike. <laughs> if you'd be down for that. I mean, I can at least help you in some small way. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Hopefully there's no that, drag that, on it. You know, it won't pull you down or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got, got the aerodynamics. Got to. There you go. Yeah. Every, every second counts, you know. Yep. But. Yeah. And we'll just say the yeah, Casino Man's Club Speedo might be coming in 2021. Oh, oh, so. oh, no. <laughs> I refuse. Oh gosh. Oh, I I think I'll hurt more people if I wear that in health. <laughs> That's not the story you want to leave people with. Yeah. Well, you're usually oh. for your swims. You're usually doing a, a wetsuit anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wear a tri suit under my wetsuit. So I'll, I'll wear a keto man's club tri suit. That would work. Okay. You know, we'll see what we we'll see have what nice baking cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh, oh buddy. So, Rob, um, one of the questions that I often ask is, uh, what resources did you find along the way that you really have found have given you uh, the best, uh, either technical knowledge or um, the best. Uh, even just inspiration, what, what's kind of 
been your thing or things that you keep going back to that you find little nuggets that have helped you really make yourself find the success that you have found? Um, I love to read. So I've read a few books. Uh, uh, one of them was the ketogenic athlete that really opened my eyes about endurance sports and keto. So that, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I also kind of decided to be stubborn. If that makes sense. I said, I'm doing keto. I'm going to do strict keto. I'm not going to listen to, you know, like, oh, you got a carb load. You got to cycle keto. It's like, I kind of just stayed within the framework and kind of judged any information by results. Mm. So like, you know, like, Hey, I was strict keto and I, you know, lift a lot of weights and I'm, you know, I could do this, you know, that, that, you know, that's awesome. I, I love, uh, people like that. And I, John, you know, so I kind of went by that. If they kind of walk the walk and pop the talk, they got my attention because I don't want to listen to someone as I say, not what I do. Cause I want to, I don't want people to look at me. Oh, you're doing keto, but you're eating a, you know, hamburger with a huge bun. Like I don't want to be a hypocrite in that way. Um, my inspiration was just to get healthy. And once I got into triathlon, be the best, I want, best I could be. I want to, I want to show that for me personally, like I've never been good at sport. If I played baseball, I was maybe mediocre at best. Even if I practiced hockey, I could barely skate, but triathlon, I tried it. I was average, like just after four months of training and working out, I was just getting average, which is pretty good when people I was beating people who've been in it for four or five years so you know I'm pretty stubborn I'm pretty uh focused and I'm like I want to get to uh some world championships and keto is the best fuel for a long life and for the sport and apparently I you know can influence a lot of people on the way Absolutely. Well, um, any other final questions? So you've you've done an awesome job sharing your story, Rob. Thank you for doing so with us. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Um, any other questions, guys? I think you pretty well covered. No, I think this has been awesome. We've had a lot of people on with different uh, health concerns and whatnot since we started the podcast, and this is the first time we talked about. Uh, Graves disease. So I appreciate you giving us a little bit of insight about it. Absolutely. And it's lovely and completely awesome to see that it's another diagnosis that a you know, typical doctor would give that would say, oh, this is just a condition that you're always going to have to deal with. Doesn't have to be that way, that there is hope. And that puts me in mind to say more and more okay, well, the next time I see or hear someone that's going through X, Y, or Z that seems hopeless, there's hope. And that's an amazing thing. Yep. Any, any other things that you got that, that you want to talk about, Rob? We, we've asked some questions, but there's any, is there anything that we missed? No, I, I think I've said everything. I enjoyed my time and, uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, uh, we are so glad that you're part of our community and that and thank you again for sharing with us. Um, as always to our listeners, please uh, make sure that you check out our website, theketomansclub.com. We have all of our social links there. We have all of the links to the groups, to the pages. And there's like a lot of stuff there now. So theketomansclub.com. Rather, I'm, I'm rather than just direct you to everything individually, just go to the website. You'll see the links. There's the people that we, the brands that we really like that we have a little tiny bit of a partnership with. Um, there, 
you know, that are there. We have um, all of our groups, everything. Um, let's go around the horn real quickly and uh, talk about how people can connect with us. Uh, we are all in the Keto Man's Club uh, Facebook group. And um, the 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 three co-hosts are all in the beginners group. I'm not sure, Rob, if you joined us in the beginners group yet or not. Um, but uh, so that's one way that you can reach uh, out to us. Uh, Rob, how can people connect with you outside of the Facebook, the out of side of the group? Um, obviously, you can send a message to me. Uh, I'm on Facebook like everybody else, pretty much all the time. Um, and my email uh, is robducks at hotmail.com, R-O-B-D-U-X at hotmail.com. But, you know, shoot me a message, add me on Facebook. I'm always willing to help. If I help, cheer you on and to, uh, just be some support if you need some. Very cool. Jim? Um, as, uh, Chris has mentioned all the ways in the groups and whatnot. And then, uh, on Instagram at Jim Inman, J-R. Berto? On Instagram, that would be at the Keto Cholo or find me in either of the two Man's Club group. Absolutely. And I am at Duckman Keto on Instagram. So you can find me there for that. And, um, I don't post super often. I'm trying to get better at that. Um, but uh, it, 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 every now and again, I throw out a little something or other. I uh, did that quite a bit over our weekend when we had uh, the chance to hang out with David Blako in town. Uh, we got to record a podcast with him that you guys, uh, our listeners, heard last week uh, with Danny Vega. And that was a really great uh, to get to hang out and have him sit in as co-host. He can't he can't replace you, Jim, though. So don't don't feel insecure. Uh-huh. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know where you live, so I can't use that as a threat or anything. But. <laughs> but, uh, you got to admit, it is kind of cool that uh, I dragged these guys through the Keto Muscle Intelligence weightlifting program, uh, advanced uh, workout one, day one, and then went straight from the gym to Chris's house and then had Danny Vega on the, for a quick podcast. So uh, that timing just, just worked out phenomenally. Yep, it did. And uh, it was a, a great recording. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, go listen. And for those of you who are listening, who haven't subscribed yet, why? Just why? <laughs> don't wait for, don't wait for, for a link every week. Subscribe so you can automatically get it in your app, please. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying that tongue in cheek, not because anybody's doing anything wrong, but because. You had you know, that with such a parental tone though, Chris. Well, why? you know. Why? <laughs> My mother was a school teacher. That's probably <laughs> enough of an explanation. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but that's a really, uh, we, we, we want you to get these episodes on a, a weekly basis. I'm pushing them out weekly. They're not always on the same day or the same time, but weekly. Uh, and so we want you to get them in your hands because they're full of amazing stories like Rob's. So, uh, and if you get the chance to share it with someone or leave a, uh, comment or review those things go a long way to help get the word out about the podcast about the groups and about the uh, good word that is keto so i think i've rambled on far enough uh any final parting shots guys i think uh i would just say that hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have um, our t-shirts delivered to those that got them and we would love to uh see photos of our uh, fans sporting the t-shirts. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Let us know where you're at and we'll go from there. Yeah. Cool. A quick shout out to David Blako, who, you know, voyaged down to Texas to hang out with us. He has family out here too. wasn't just to hang out with us. And then uh, all the guys that met us, met up with us in Lockhart for the meetup. I think we had about eight dudes there total. It was a, it was a nice little get together. Uh, yep. showed some, some keto love for everyone and it was good times had by all. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat me, lift heavy, sleep, and rip.
Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.